What's going on, everyone? It's the commissioner here. Wanted to give you guys a quick plug, a quick ad before we start our episode. Look, the Rocket season is going to start this Wednesday on October 19th, but I want to talk about another game on October 24th. That's right. Houston Rockets versus the Utah Jazz. Filipino Heritage Night. It's going to be a great game. Jordan Clarkson versus Jalen Green. It's going to be super fantastic. It's going to be so fun, and I want everyone in Houston to show up and show out for Filipino Heritage Night. And the best way to do that... Go on rockets.com slash promo code right now. If you do that, type in the word Filipino, F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O, for savings on tickets for this Monday night matchup against the Utah Jazz. But it's not only that. You will get an exclusive Jalen Green jersey only to be given away on this particular night. Not only that, I want to up the ante some more. We can do that. There will also be a post-game Q&A with Jalen green as well but the only way you can get a chance to get these jersey and Q&A you're gonna have to purchase on rockets.com slash promo code and type in the word Filipino look guys you're gonna get exclusive discounts on these tickets but more importantly you're gonna get yourself a Jalen Green jersey and a chance to listen and watch Jalen Green and a post-game Q&A And more importantly than that, you'll be enjoying a wonderful Houston Rockets game in person. Guys, what a way to start the season by getting a chance to do that. The Houston Rockets always killing it, always doing well. And more importantly than that, look, it's Filipino Heritage Night. It's a place that is near and dear for myself and the GM's hearts. We're Filipino. We're so proud to be Filipino. But we want the whole city of Houston to pack in to this and to Toyota Center to support Filipino Heritage Night, to support Jalen Green, and to support our Houston Rockets. Once again, I'll give it to y'all one more time punch in right now rockets.com slash promo code and go ahead and type the word filipino f-i-l-i-p-i-n-o for savings on tickets for this monday's matchup against the utah jazz with an exclusive jalen green jersey given away as well as a post-game q a with jalen green we have a great episode in store for y'all today be sure to check it out and that's enough of me talking right now we're about to alley-oop it to this episode a very important episode and a fun episode with myself and the gm right here at the summit state of mind you're listening to the apollo podcast network I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow my brother on Twitter, at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow myself, at Summit Commish. Follow our show and podcast, at Summit SOM Pod. And of course, follow our media team, at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H. OU. GM, I have three letters that are going across my mind right now. The three letters are K-P-J. That's right, Kevin Porter Jr. Government name, Brian Kevin Porter Jr. It has officially re-signed with the Houston Rockets. Four years, $82 million. Kevin Porter extension in full effect we planned on recording today thank goodness we were debating whether or not we were going to record yesterday or today which is monday the 17th but we agreed to do today and thank goodness we decided to do today because this is obviously a big momentous occasion for the rockets and for the organization and obviously for the future but gm i will go into the numbers in just a minute but overall how are you feeling about this kpj extension long time coming you think um man to be honest with you i wasn't expecting it um i truly believed that the team would wait out the year but when we saw the numbers we saw the guarantees uh i was flabbergasted at the fact that one um Kevin Porter Jr.'s agent agreed. <laughs> I was a little flabbergasted. Well, I looking mean, at the way that the market kind of... Yes. With and, Jordan Poole you know, and whatnot, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you see these guys like Jordan Poole, Tyler Harrow. Um, 
these guys the money that they are making um, out of their respective teams. I expected Kevin Porter Jr. to get $100 million at least in terms of not just the open market. Remember, you and I were debating earlier during the summer, and you were saying four years, $80 million seemed plausible. And I, I felt it, like that was out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I thought four me. years, 80 was the, but was, the, was the number. Look at you. Yeah. Our summit commish is a soothsayer a wizard uh i don't know how else to go about it but i will say this oh i'm a wizard uh, <laughs> i wasn't even ready for, i know you weren't ready. I, I wasn't ready for that like harry harry Jer- like said, i'll throw a fireball in your face i was i wasn't prepared for that. for that uh kenny parter strikes again um anyways when you look at the numbers four years 82 and a half million essentially the first year is fully guaranteed at fifteen point seven five million. He will basically be paid like a top tier role player. Um, a lot of people do believe that he is that is basically the absolute best what Kevin Porter Jr. will become. I mean, it can go either way. There's a lot of things that go into that. We're not gonna get into that right now. Yeah. The numbers say that First year, $15.75 million, if I'm correct, is the first fully guaranteed year. Years two and year three become fully guaranteed if the Rockets are willing to take it on June 30th, 2023. So each year isn't exactly an opt-out. Like basically after year one of the extension, which is essentially two years from Two years? From- no, 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 no. After next year. So I apologize. There you go. After after this upcoming year, <laughs> not the 2023, no. that's when we find out whether or not years two and three will be guaranteed. I yes. believe I can be wrong about that. Uh, okay, so I do have the so I do have the official article pulled up. Uh, so this is obviously per Woj. Four years, eighty-two million dollars. Kevin Porter Jr.'s four-year extension is only guaranteed for fifteen point eighty-six million, all in year one. Sources said the contract includes June trigger dates after the first season, but the Rockets can essentially release Porter at any point without further pay up to eighty-two point five million dollars. So basically, in in layman's terms of what that's saying is, you can pay him. It's essentially a one-year deal. Um, we're giving, they're going to, they're, they're, it seems like a lot of money up front on the first year that they're going to guarantee him. It's probably the most that he would make in a year. And overall though, my opinion is that it was a solid deal on both ends. Kevin Porter got to make the amount of money that he probably more than what he was going to imagine in year one, right out the gate. I mean, 15.86 right out of the jump for a year, jumping from 2.5 to 15.86. Eight six is not nothing to sneeze at, but more importantly, it's also Kevin Porter doing Houston a solid. Is kind of like this is like okay, let me let me help y'all out because y'all save you know Kevin Porter always says it. You saved my life. This city saved my life. This organization saved my life. So it was kind of like more or less a one year prove it deal um, because after this year the trigger dates start happening in June to where they can release him if they want to outright. Without having to, because they're they're only it's only partial guaranteed contracts. It's not a fully guaranteed contract, and the partials at fifteen point eighty six. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me more or less. Obviously, two completely different realms of the spectrum. Obviously, Justin Verlander being a, uh, a Cy Young candidate this year and being a surefire Hall of Famer. But it was almost like a one year prove it deal with Justin Verlander as well, coming off of a Tommy John surgery. Should we show show you what you have? You don't want to throw three years at the man. So it works similarly in this Kevin Porter in a way. Obviously, flip side of the coin, him being younger, but he there's still more to prove for Kevin Porter Jr., which we have spoken at a nauseum during this entire offseason leading up to the season, talking about the possibility of a KPJ extension. But the fact of the matter is, is that they finally got him locked in in a contract that the Rockets feel comfortable with. There was that little pocket that we've talked about in episodes past where we were saying that we wanted to get that deal to where there could be um, I remember you vividly saying that you didn't want a fully guaranteed contract. You wanted it to be where we the the team would have team options to work with, right? So with these team options kind of being set, you know, as a precedent moving forward, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. He wants to do well. He he, he has to play well, but more importantly, the four years con- the four year contract is not like it's a great contract. It it and it's such a team friendly contract. 
very team-friendly contract, but it's not a true four-year deal, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I mean, the way that the opt-out opt-outs work. Sorry, I can't even get the word out. Opt-outs. 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 Opt out. Um, say it with your chest out. I gotta work. I gotta work the uh, the ism. Uh, we didn't do know. our vocal exercises before. We Goose froppa. Sorry, I need to relax, guys. Jeez, but you know, it. when it pertains to the contract as a whole, the Rockets won, man. Like the Rockets won. Like there's no ifs ands that's about it. Raphael Stone worked a mastermind and a masterpiece in terms of this contract um, individually. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. is still gonna get paid. But it shows Kevin Porter Jr.'s faith, not just in the organization, but in himself. He understands that, like— He bought his stock. Yes. Bought his stock. The Rockets certainly bought his stock. He bought his own stock, and he understands that, like, in order for him to really get paid, it's—you know, like, he's got to— you got to show it. He's got to show it for one, it. not just in terms of his play, but also his emotions, his attitude, you know. And that reflects a lot on the court as well. Um, people will say off-court issues. Yeah, I mean, there were some off-court issues, but there were a lot more issues that happened on the court, especially on uh, on the bench or in the locker rooms. You know what I mean? There, Of course, there are situations that we don't want to elaborate on in the past because they will stay in the past unless brought up later on um, in the future if anything were to happen in the future. Hopefully not, right? But what I see it as now is that, for one... Kevin Porter Jr. wanted to reward the Rockets, not just for taking a chance on him, but like he states, the Rockets organization saved his life. And I'm not trying to be dramatic in any way. I'm not trying to, you know, damper any situation or glorify the situation for that matter. It's based on what I see. And what I see is that Kevin Porter Jr. wanted to reward the Rockets. You know, he's the 30th overall pick. Um, in a relatively weak draft, wouldn't you say? And mm-hmm. um, but it should still not have been thirtieth. No, like, absolutely yeah, that's not. A, it's a horrible. I mean, he's the top, issues that occurred in top five in college. I mean, those were things that were gonna um, follow him into uh, his professional life in terms of the NBA. Um, but with that being said, Kevin Porter Jr. wanted to help out the Rockets and do them a solid as well, because I think in his mind. If he were to get paid, he wanted to get paid here and here only. And he understands like what could have possibly occurred in restricted free agency. But he took a team-friendly deal to help us out in terms of helping our cap room in the future, a la 2023. He gets to stick around with Jalen Green, you know, yep. for most of his time here. Yep. Knock on wood. Cross your fingers. And you know, and it allows him a chance to grow in a um, in an environment in which he is very comfortable in, and where he is fully supported. So I think, with all that being said, Kevin Porter Jr. believes he made the right decision. Money be damned, yeah. eighty-two and a half million, hundred twenty million. Yeah, it's a big amount of money, but I think Kevin Porter Jr. believes that with this deal. After this four-year deal, he can sign another deal after and make even more money, especially with the rise in the salary cap. Um, with that being, with that happening, like he can make an exorbitant amount of money if he becomes yeah. the star that I mean, he a lot of people be, believe in. He would be twenty-six if we run the four-year deal straight through. It'd be twenty. He'd be about twenty-six by the time that that happens. So, the the big thing for me in terms of what this Kevin Porter Jr. deal is so many people have harped harpened on this myself included I'm the, I'm the first person that'll talk about it I'm the first person that'll say it my issue with Kevin Porter Jr. not really an issue was just always about look I'll always say this and I'll go to the grave with it top five bag in the NBA uh, I'll continue to say that top five bag in the NBA hands down his game isn't what well, was never the issue it's the maturity it's keeping your head cool on the court your mental stability to be able to to keep your mental health in line because the best players have that the best players on the court in the NBA have what do you call the mind of a the mind of a fish you know you just forget you move on quickly you move on to the next thing the next shot the next pass the next play the next defensive stop that's typically how it's supposed to be we always we always talked about Kevin Porter Jr's maturity 
Talk about his maturity right now to take the type of deal that he's taking right now. That is an insane amount of maturity because anybody can use a team to fix yourself, get better, look better, and then go into restricted free agency and get as much money as you can, drive up your stock. Imagine if Kevin Porter Jr. averages 18, 19, and like 7 with like 2 turnovers a game. 2 and a half. And basically borderlines himself as an all-star. Averages 46% from the field. 38% from three. You know what I mean? 75% from the free throw line. Those are solid stats that's going to net you a big contract once the once this season's over. Talk about his maturity right now. He could make a crap ton more money. Sorry, I was about to cuss. He, was about to, he could have made a crap ton more money, but he chose to stick by the team that had faith in him and now this is Kevin Porter Jr. rewarding himself rewarding the team that spent so much of their resources so much of their mind and brain and their you know so much of their sanity to help this guy get to where he needs to go it's an ultimate prize it makes me emotional just thinking about it because it's more in my opinion this is more than just a story of Kevin Porter Jr. getting a contract. It's the story of a guy who basically had nothing. He was driven out of Cleveland. I, the joke, the joke I always say was that he we traded him for you know a late second round pick and a bag of chips or or a, a handshake. Like that's literally all it was, which was like top fifty four protected. It's a second round pick that most likely Cleveland's never gonna see. So it's so funny that that's the type of contract that got you this this type of player and this caliber of talent. And now it's proven that the Rockets are going to buy this stock now officially, at least for this year, and, you know, put their best foot forward with Kevin Porter Jr. as he continues to try to strive to not just be a better player, but to be a better person, to be continuing to to help his own mental state as well, whether it be on the court and, or off the court. This alone just shows the faith that stone and silas has and we were always talking about like oh they have faith in him oh they have faith in him but really the faith was going to be put to the test at this point whether or not they're going to extend him let him go into restricted free agency and match the contract whatever it was going to be is it an overpay and in myself in the james opinion no it's not an overpay is it could it is there a possibility of it being an underpay Absolutely. And like I said, if he performs accordingly and he helps, you never know. What if we propel ourselves into a, a play-in at the 10th seed? I, I've been saying this. And what if Kevin Porter you are Jr.? the play-in advocate. What if, he, what if, he's, the, what if he's the catalyst? We know Jalen Green's going to get buckets. We know this. We know Jabari Smith is going to have defensive stops. Kevin Porter Jr. was so key into this offense because he is the point guard he is the point guard of this team more or less a pseudo point guard i never really would call him a traditional point guard when you have a shangoon jalen green ball handlers of that magnitude you don't really need kevin porter jr to be chris paul you just need kevin porter jr to be kevin porter jr to be scoot i'm just so happy i'm very happy i'm a little happier than i anticipated because of the fact that like i was always like i was always on the fence of like ooh, hold off hold off on him like you know let's let's wait and see but you know what? I saw his gameplay during the preseason. Saw the way Silas reacted, which we're about to talk he, about. He played so well. In the yeah, he played beautifully. Not, enough cannot that's be what, said that, about that's how what he's I'm saying. played. Yeah, so, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the contract. Now we're seeing the trickle effect of the contract from what's happening right now. You know, Steven Silas, so, so emotional. Got me emotional just watching it. There is obviously something with this team. They support Kevin Porter Jr. When he went out, when he was remember when he was gone, everyone was saying, "Oh, wait, he needs to be suspended for a game." We talked about it at one point about the possible of a of a suspension. Yes, maybe I said I was out on yeah. him at that point. We yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty much on the fence too at that point. The team's consistency with him has proven dividends, and now we're seeing it fully come to light. Kevin Porter Jr. fully going to work in the offseason. Steven Silas officially said that, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. was the biggest gym rat out of everybody in on the team. He was constantly there, and they've proven it from here. So, Steven Silas, let's let's backtrack a little bit because the Steven Silas uh, emotions ran high here. You know, when you got to see that firsthand, you know, when, uh, when Sarge asked that question. Shout out to Sarge. When he asked that question, how did you feel kind of like getting to see that and kind of get to see that 
connection. You know, we always t- they always talk about it. It's one thing when you talk about it. It's one mm-hmm. thing when you say, "Oh, yeah, we love each other. Yeah, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're homies. Yeah, we're bros. Yeah, yeah, you know, these are like my kids." But it's another thing to see a, a grown man get emotional about mm-hmm. his guy, his point guard, his player that he's cultivated in the last 2 years. Finally get his just desserts and finally get paid. How did you feel uh, GM as 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 a fan and an advocate for this team? For Steven Silas, I feel like as a coach, as a human being, he is extremely proud, for one, because he saw Kevin Porter Jr. arrive from Cleveland. He got to be here. Um, they got to coach him in G League for a little bit. But when he got called up from the G League back to Houston and to become a mainstay part of that backcourt from then to today um steven silas uh probably looks at kevin porter jr with pride almost like a father figure in terms of that i mean i don't know the extent of their relationship but based on that one reaction their relationship is very close and the growth i just it's really hard to keep going about it because growth is a huge thing growth is huge um, when it pertains to Kevin Porter Jr., we've seen a lot of maturity um, being pushed forward. His many interviews, especially the interview from this year's Media Day, and the way he's played throughout the preseason, he is slowly turning into a leader amongst men. The man has made his mistakes. Nobody is perfect, but it seems like this locker room and this coaching staff is willing to understand KPJ's issues, for one, hold him accountable mm. for his issues, mm-hmm. and give him the opportunity to reassess and grow, not just as a member of the team, but as an adult. And I think that's truly important in terms of not just an NBA setting, but a professional setting as well. I believe that as people people do deserve chances um obviously certain actions can make that not happen anymore where chances should not be had but that is neither here nor there in terms of kpj and steven silas it's honestly that reaction like um, to see steven silas put his head down and close his eyes and you can see him slowly bring his head up and his eyes like glistening um with a little bit of tears um, happiness, pride, like I stated earlier, like you know, that's exactly like a, like a proud father, Son got paid. you know, and it's a, it's an amazing thing. And I mean, the, the organization has been ringing at multiple endorsements for Kevin Porter Jr. throughout the off season, training camp, preseason. Um, he's been, they've been speaking very highly of him and it only makes sense, man. And I couldn't be any happier for Kevin Porter Jr., the human being, professional basketball player and the way that the Rockets have operated in terms of giving him his opportunity and chance to shine and grow. I couldn't be more proud of my organization. Um, They've just been killing it. Yeah, exactly. The Rockets have been killing it. And I mean, you know, like, like in February, January, I was mad at Kim Poor Jr. I'm not going to lie. I was, I I, certainly felt a lot of the fan base was, we were a little disappointed. I wasn't mad. Um, I, 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 was, I would say disappointed, and I had I a little bit of anger dis- in me. I was I mean, disappointed, but, like a father you know, wagging um, his finger at his child. <laughs> absolutely. I was dis- I'm not mad at you, Kevin, but I'm disappointed. But, you know, there are yeah. things that um, where people can grow. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I, I, I think I, it's, just, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I, I'm, we're at a place now where now, eluding from the past episode that we had with Matt Thomas where I was saying, you know, there was talking about, building the culture now now you have to really start building the culture guys you're seeing the culture get built it's getting built right now right the second the foundation is being laid for what's going to happen in the future this is great man this is a great day. this is a great day in rockets rockets organization I can believe where we were two and a half no two years and 10 months two years and 10 months ago running west or westbrook out of town running james harden out of the city of houston uh trying to see what john wall was going to be trying to find a way to keep Christian Wood healthy, to now having Jalen Green, uh, Jabari Smith Jr., Alperin Shangoon, Kevin Porter Jr., 
all locked into contracts for the next four years. <laughs> this is it. This is going to be the crew that's going to get it done. You know, so this is going to be the time that they're going to start building upon that. You know, this is great. And we're going to move on here because Kevin Porter Jr., you got your contract. Let's go to work. It's time to work now. Let's do this. Let's time. Let's start building this now. Let's build this culture because now, you know, now that you got paid, Steven Silas is at a point now where he needs to prove it. You know what I mean? He needs to prove it this year too because his extension's coming up. So I hope that obviously we're big fans of Steven Silas. We love Steven Silas as a as a as a man as a human being. When he was an assistant coach, he killed it as an assistant coach. This will be, in my opinion, the first full year where he can fully implement a system without any diva suit without any diva superstars. That's how that's that was that's been my mindset from day one. This will be the first full year, first full year you'll get from a a full Steven Silas unleashed offense of pure ball movement and pure plays being run and drawn up. So I'm excited to see what will happen there. So GM, the preseason obviously wrapped up. We got the W against the Pacers, 122 to 114, masterclass by Jalen Green. We don't need to really go into this game. We're so past it now at this point, GM, but the preseason did wrap. In your opinion, who was the MVP? Like who was just the best player that stood out to you? The best yeah, the best rocket that stood out on the floor to you. Who was it, in your opinion? Uh, man, I wish I could pick two because there are two players that really, really stand Always try out. Always to do that. Here we go. That really What's stand out. Political answer once again. Let's go. Um, to be honest, man. Uh, man, God, I hate this. Why am I like this? Why am I me? Okay, what are you go for two? He can't go for the PAT. He's got to go for that. I always got to go, go for two. two. I mean, the, go the, for two. The, the two best guys are, were Jalen Green and Tari Eason. Those were the MVPs of, of the preseason. Right. You know, in terms of Jalen Green as just showing that he is him, he is going to be the new and main Absolutely. focal point of our offense. And Tari Eason has just brought a completely different level of intensity to this team. The man averaged a double-double for, what, the first three games of the preseason? He did. The guy played superbly well. And you Forcing don't oh, you don't want to say just preseason, but, you know, like I stated, proof is in the pudding, right? And Summer League was against Summer Leaguers, preseason against preseason players. I mean, come on. Like, these are still fully, I guess you could say, almost developed NBA players, right? They're, they're on an NBA roster for a reason. Tari Eason is also him, man. Like, I mean, that's the last episode we called it that. The hustle, the intensity, the intelligence. You know, like the this. He just knew exactly where to be at the right time. And yeah, it looks like I'm leaning my MVP is towards Tari Eason. Tari yeah, Eason, like it is. you are obviously Tari like, Eason. It is okay. Okay, that's fair. I'm okay. going Tari. You're Eason. going Tari. Thank goodness, thank God, because I'm gonna go Jabari. And I'm just kidding. He only played one game, but it was he was a the MVP of that game. Legendary one game. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. He knew Papa Papa Kenny, Papa Summit, Papa Kamish was in the building, so he had a he had to put on a show one time for me. But overall, you can't give the MVP to anybody else. Jalen Green, walking bucket, 22 and a half points that he averaged in these four games. He only got, imagine if he averaged, I mean, imagine if he had, like, he only had seven. He only had seven points in game one against the Spurs. So he's just been a walking bucket since then. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is that if you watch that Indiana game and seen how he was able to operate muscle, he muscled through three dudes to get to the lip of the cup with a layup. He ain't doing that in year one. Dude's a, dude is obviously a hooper, and you can see it now. We know we're going to harp on the 10 pounds of added muscle. We've been talking about this until the cows come home, but Jalen Green, it was effortless. He only had 20, he played only 28, 29 minutes, and he had 33. Like, he could have gotten that with his eyes closed. It's just, it's too easy. Like, we're really about to see the leap here. Like, I, I, I firmly believe the leap is, is coming, and we're just, and we're here to see it. I, there's just no one else, in my opinion, that you give it to. Tari, obviously, who pretty much just carved his rotation spot into the roster, just like, absolutely no way you can G League this guy, at least out of the gate. If he, like, comes in and goes has a cold streak of, like, 
five straight games and just doesn't do anything, then five to seven games, then you start thinking, okay, maybe he's just not ready yet. Maybe the game, maybe with these with the starters and now the best players in the world coming in as opposed to G Leaguers and, you know, roster invitees, you know, the, the, this is where the games start getting tougher. So Jalen Green. I wanted to go with the I wanted to go with the dog, but with, with the with the dog of the preseason. But I don't want to I don't want to copy off of our homies. Uh, no. <laughs> shameless plug uh, to Beyond the Diamond. Go listen if you like Astros content. Go listen to Beyond the Diamond with B Lima and uh, the homie Des. Uh, basically, the crew just doing big things with Apollo. So, but yeah, no, I didn't want to go with the dog. But we do have planned segments going on throughout the year, which is going to coincide with a huge announcement that we're going to be dropping very soon. Hopefully within the next week or two. We pretty Cross much, your fingers. Well, I'll, I'll allude this to you all right now. The deal is done. We just got to figure out when we can announce it. So that'll leave you all with a little huh, huh, to think about. So, GM, let's move on to the next thing. You got your MVP. I got my MVP. But the roster officially did get cut down to 15. We're actually doing. There's a lot of news we had to catch up on. It's been one week between from when we recorded. Well, who got cut, Ken? I. Are you, are you, you just want me to say it just for just to make you feel like okay so i'm a wizard and you're a wizard <laughs> you uh, did uh, mention it Derek favors it wasn't to my, in my mind i don't think it was the right choice okay. but i was thinking like how they would think but yeah what the rock is prioritized and, uh, and obviously the way if you did look at the way it happened Derek favors did not play much if at all mm-hmm. so they cut him right out of the gate so the the roster gets goes down to 15 bobon lives he is on he lives the team. to see another day he lives to see yeah man he lives for at least the first 40 games of the season there's no way you cut that man but bottom line Derek favors gets cut which means garrison matthews boban marjanovic stays um it's a little surprising that Derek favors cut i did not expect that i wanted that contract here but I do see with the with the gluttony of centers that was coming in and out. You know, they also yeah. cut Willie Cauley Stein as well. Well, that's just to retain his yeah, G to retain League rights. His G League rights, yeah. exactly. So, mm-hmm. but bottom line here is that the way that they were kind of playing the minutes for Derek Favors, it wasn't really fair. But then on top of it, like if Derek Favors didn't end up panning out, maybe he just like maybe they ran practices with him and he just wasn't having it mm-hmm. or just wasn't playing at his best. Yeah, I think they also did him a solid by cutting him. You know, you'd rather. You know, they, the Rockets the Rockets continue to be a player's organization. You could have held on to him and just have him ride the bench till you find a good trade for your own benefit. But they're going to cut him outright. Shout-outs to, uh, shout to NB Lindbergh, by the way, who dropped $58 million in dead cap money. Like, like dude, $10 million is going to get cut right out, of the, right, out of, right out from under them right here just so this guy can go to another team. Like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty solid stuff. I mean, I, I can see that the... the the Rockets were probably considering keeping him in terms of his contract. Yeah. But I do feel like the Rockets probably felt like they couldn't unload the likes of a Garrison Matthews, KJ Martin. Definitely not KJ Martin. But I'm just stating, like, in terms of wing play, they certainly value what those guys bring that were probably, like, borderline. More so than what they valued uh, the contract of what was Derek Favors, $10 million. So... With all that being said, um, yeah, it was it was the right decision for the Rockets. A little surprising. I, I don't necessarily agree, but that I had to put myself in the shoes of the organization. And yes, the GM was correct because that's why my nickname is the GM. <laughs> the, the, You're I'll, welcome. Yeah, well, I was going to say too because the Rockets obviously couldn't find a trade. Maybe that they also just weren't happy with because that was the only route you could also take if you were going to get this, um, if you were going to retain all these players, KJ Martin would have had to get traded. It would have had to been a package deal to 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 send multiple guys, maybe two or three guys out of Houston with KJ obviously being uh, the ultimate uh, prize, which you know, which you know stands to stands to talk about it because of the fact that KJ Martin is so wanted now. You know, there's been multiple teams that have wanted him. You had the Miami Heat, Phoenix Suns, all these contenders out there that that are actively pursuing him. We can say that officially. Cause sources did state that that these teams do want to get their hands on uh, KJ Martin, but ultimately, obviously, that was not the case. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek Favors ultimately was the one to get cut. It's not the one that we agreed should have been cut. Um, we both gave our opinions on who should have been cut, but. 
there there's a belief with Garrison Matthews. Like I really believe it. Like this Silas loves him. It's just mm. just that's just the way it looks. They'll they'll ride him. They'll ride him until like it just doesn't work. Like until it just fully does not work anymore. Like you can you can see that. Like this staff, this organization has a tendency to believe in players that want to work, that want to put in the work and mm. try it as hard as they can. And that's what they're doing here. They did it, rewarding Kevin Porter Jr. for his hard work by paying him. They rewarded Garrison Matthews last year, and they're continuing to reward him now by keeping him on the team and letting him still get PT. I know, I feel like he's still going to get PT mm-hmm. to start the season at least. Probably. So, you know, that's pretty much where the the, the mindset is going to be at. So, roster ultimately gets cut down to 15, which means the season is coming. It's Monday night. The season's coming on Wednesday. I do want to talk about the season, but I want to save that for the very, 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 very last segment because the roster, the Rocket season is very important. But, guys, for one segment, once again, we have to step out of the summit and step into the juice box once again because, y'all, 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 we've dedicated episodes in the past where I've talked about it. We've talked about it. Five straight ALCS appearances last year to this year right now. Six straight ALCS appearances. The Astros beat the Mariners one to nothing. GM, mm. we didn't just watch. I mean, we it wasn't just as simple as watching. We exper- It was an experience. It was an experience. GM, where were we? Tell the people where we were and what was happening. So we were at uh, the Apollo Watch Party over at Buff Brew. Buffalo Bayou Brewery over in the Heights. And uh, shout out to Buff Brew for housing us, you know, and giving us space to not just watch the game, but also bring people together to watch the game. It was really cool. It was nice to be a part of the environment. And I thought it was cool to just be a part of that atmosphere. Um, full disclosure, um, the commission I didn't really go to watch parties before. Usually tried to watch the games together, um, but that is superstition. That's not. Yeah, that was superstition. We didn't want to. And I'm it. not going to lie to you. Um, how I feel now is superstition be damned. That's personally how I feel about that. Um, I'm not going to go into that for why, but that's not the point of this conversation. We got to experience a six and a half hour game with a lot of our friends, team members, uh, strangers, even. And we got to share that experience. I high fived a guy named Wally. Never met him in my life. Wally West? But he introduced himself as Wally. That's awesome. I don't know if you know if that was his real name. Love it. Um, but anyways, you know, like that game was a roller coaster of emotion in terms of pitching both ways. Uh the Astros couldn't do anything. The Mariners couldn't do anything. It just seemed like in my opinion, it truly felt like the Mariners were gonna walk it off. But they didn't. I'm honestly shocked. Um, uh, shout out to Kenny's favorite shortstop, Jeremy Pena. He got to hit the game-winning homer in the 18th inning. And wow, wow, we, our parents' favorite Filipino show, Jeremy Pena. Dude, unreal stuff, dude. Like, to have the wherewithal. And the awareness to just swing at that 3-2 pitch and knock it out the ballpark, man. Unbelievable stuff. And Luis Garcia, shout out to the bullpen, everybody. Even Lance McCullers, the starter. Everybody after Lance just was just nails, man. And Garcia, five innings pitched, six strikeouts. Nails out the bullpen in a position that he is not accustomed to. Unbelievable stuff. It shows a lot of um how deep the bullpen is these guys aren't scared they're ready for the moment um being able to celebrate not just the commission i but with all of our friends you know and that was a very cool moment the multitude team. of moments we celebrated with the team exactly it was nice well i mean i consider our team friends family you know yeah no yeah, of course yeah, yeah. no no yeah, yeah. no no we're yeah. not calling it like that they're not just a team it's very they're very uh we're very like tight knit group actually, which is mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Um, no, I, I I just want to 
continue to harp upon that. I mean, it was just an experience. And everyone that listens to this uh, podcast, I mean, if you guys aren't watching the Astros, you're, you're doing yourselves a disservice. But I'm pretty sure everyone here watched the Astros game or at least heard about the Astros game at the very least. It's it's the stuff of legends. Um, there's no other way I can spin this. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna go into a deep dive on the numbers. You can like once again another shameless plug. Go watch, go listen, go watch BTD for that. Go watch uh, Beyond the Diamond. Go listen to Beyond the Diamond. Uh, we're not gonna try to take any audiences away from them. So you know go go listen to them. Go watch them if you are big baseball heads as well. But just this they i mean i have nothing else to say other than the fact that this team is just so damn good like oh man will i trigger people when i say this because the gm says this a lot like in in passing but he doesn't try to say it too much in public guys i know everyone's gonna hate me when i say this we're golden state we're golden state in baseball (laughs) minus the titles titles are very difficult to come by but just consistent greatness every single year we're Golden State, guys. I mean, we're just we're just that team. We're we're the New England well, New England Patriots when Tom Brady was there. We were just sheer, consistent, pure, unadulterated dominance on all these teams, and now we are literally in our sixth straight trip to the ALCS. I'm I'm flabbergasted. I did not expect it. I was scared. I wasn't hundred percent sure if we were gonna get out of the DS. Just cause of the way that the just the way the numbers and everything works, like the dam has to turn at some point, and I've always said this. But God, the Astros don't give a—they don't give a damn about my dams. So you know they're gonna continue their winning ways. They're the, one of the deepest bullpens in baseball, one of the best lineups uh, in the in the majors right now. My only fear for them right now is just—I just need some consistent offense to be worked there. But other than that, you have that pitching staff. That staff alone is gonna keep you in games no matter what. Like they will keep you in those games. I wouldn't even pay attention to game one. In all honesty, that was a weird. A weird setup where Justin Verlander gave up six runs because the bullpen only gave up one run. The bullpen has barely given up anything. They've given up, I think, two runs in total. This they gave up the one run in game one and maybe another. I think another run in game two. No, 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 they didn't. Framber gave up both runs. They've given up one run in three games, and they they played the equivalent of two games in game three. They've they basically played four games. They basically have given. The Seattle Mariners one run in four games. That's, That's unbelievable. Insane. I didn't even think about that. Yes, uh, you're pretty right about oh, that. Oh, I'm a, oh man, guys, I can I can dig my numbers in. I just, I don't have to do it every time. I, I try to give the numbers to the numbers guy over here, but I can I can do my numbers. When I, I do need not to. claim to be the numbers guy. Let me uh, be clear about that. But it's okay. Um, in regards to all that, like unbelievable stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable yeah, stuff. No, it, it, it's 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 gonna be fun. We're looking forward to it. Wednesday is Wednesday is going to be the day where we're all going to be jumping on it. And Dude, uh, Wednesday's, Wednesday's going to be a gonna, day. It's going to be a freaking epic day, man. I'm excited. We're going to have two screens up. Oh, my gosh. Astros, Rockets. The bigger Rockets, screen's going to Astros. Oh, no. The bigger screen's going to go to the Rockets. I'm, I'm telling you all right now because uh, this is this is what we're about, man. But but I will be watching both. I will have two screens up. I will be two screening. Just call me Kenny Two Screens. I will be, I will be rocking it big time. Speaking of two screens, speaking of Wednesday, look, GM, let's go into our last segment here. Look, the NBA season's officially upon us. The NBA season actually starts tomorrow. The Rockets will start Wednesday as we get our hands dipped finally, finally in going into the season as we open up in Atlanta to play the Atlanta Hawks. Now, this is not preseason. You're not playing Joe Third Stringer. You're not playing Mr. G-Leaguer who's trying to make the roster you're going to be playing against the best now you know what i mean you're playing against trey young you're playing against dejounte murray dejounte murray you're playing against clint capella you know when you play memphis on friday you're playing against john moran you're playing against desmond bain you're playing against stephen adams you're playing against those guys this is going to be this is going to be it these are going to be the teams this is going to be everyone's a team from here on in so we finally get to test our metal with this, and I'm so excited for it. GM, we've waited so long. It's been since April. It's been literally, literally six months, like, to the day almost. Dude, overall, how excited are you for se- for season opener? And on top of that, give me a prediction for game one. 
against uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Rockets lose 110-106 in Atlanta. It's going to be a hard-fought game, but I do think Trey Young shows out. Jalen Green is going to put up numbers. Wait, out. no, no. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Trey Young is going to show up? Okay. Jabari ain't going to guard him? Okay. Maybe if Jabari ain't going to guard him. Really? Oh, Anticipate I'm Jabari guarding Trey Young? Maybe in the fourth. Uh, maybe on a switch, Ken. I don't know about oh, uh, picking him up one-on-one. Give it to me in the switch. Give me Jabari on Trey. Inject that in my veins on the switch. <laughs> Inject I'll, that into honestly, my veins. I, I am very curious to see that. Ooh, I want to see that. I hope the first play, I hope the first play, they come out with that with that pick. Ooh, I want to see that switch so bad. I'm 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 super psyched. So you you went 110-106. I always like to go opposite of you. Rockets. And I've said play in. Rockets are gonna win game one against Atlanta in a hard fought game. Very high scoring. 122 to 117. 122 to 117. Rockets pull it out. Jabari I like your confidence, continues man. to be a bucket. Jalen Green's gonna drop 35 his first game. Oof. 35. Right out of the gut. Right out of the uh, jump. He's gonna be placing against DeJounte Murray. Guys, you know, they're they're friends. They're homies. Mm, yeah. Along with KPJ. Yeah. I fully believe that this Rockets team is capable of shocking the world. Shock the world in game one, man. Shock the world in game one and Set the precedent for what's going to happen. It's going to lead into a perfect setup for Game 2 against Memphis on Friday, which we will be there. Uh, yes, the commission and I will certainly be there for Memphis. GM, since we don't really have time to go into a full, like, straight-up, like, full-season preview, which we're not going to do, we're not going to deep-dive it, at least in this episode, right now, right out of the gate, on a Monday night, on October 17th, give me... Your season prediction. Where do the Rockets ultimately lie? We've come out with we've had record predictions at the start. But we got now this is with the full season under our belt. Has it changed your opinions opinions in any way of what your rec, prior record was? I think you had it at twenty five or twenty seven, I think. I may have had it at uh twenty six. Okay. So give your final record right now. Speak now forever, hold your peace, GM. Ultimately, where do you think the Rockets are gonna be at the end of this eighty two game season? I think twenty nine and fifty three. We will be the 12th seed in the West. Um, there are going to be a lot of bad teams there. there are, but then I think a lot of bad teams are going to end up competing because everyone's trying to be bad. So some people might end up with more wins than they were hoping. But I do think that we still end up with 50, 29 wins. I would, honestly wouldn't be shocked if we ended up like 32, 33. But I think 29 is the correct barometer in terms of improvement, but yet uh, still youth. And this team still has a lot to learn. In terms of that but i think that overall it's not too bad of a number 12th seed in the west not too terrible okay no i i respect it we gave it a plus a plus three after seeing the uh after seeing the preseason right you added a plus three because you had it at 20 you had him penciled in at 26 yes i did have 26 all right gm that's cool I respect it. I respect it. I do respect it. Hang on. I got to count this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, GM. I respect the game. With that said, my record for Houston Rockets this season will be. So many people are going to be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are going to be shocked. They're not going to like this. 37-45. What? 37-45. I admire your positivity. Plus 17 I think you are year. certainly on the high side. 17? <laughs> That's my high point. That's my high. You got to put in the Tar Eason number. Plus okay, 17, right, baby. Right. No, 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 no. Hang on. Okay, because I did think about it. Okay, you know what? No, no, I'll flip it. I'll flip it. I'll, I'll be fair. I'll flip it. That's my no, high man, point. man, stick to your guns. No, 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 no. no. But actually, stick to because, your guns. No, because I wanted this. Because initially, I was looking at, I was looking at last season, and I, my goal is for the Rockets to squeeze in as the tenth seed. If they want to be the tenth seed from last season's record, you have to be thirty-four and forty-eight. <laughs> what? Thirty-four and forty-eight to be. Wow. If we end up with thirty wins, we won't be that far. <laughs> no, I told. That's what I'm telling everybody. 
If you go above Were the 30, Lakers the 10th seed? They were the 11th seed, and oh, they lost okay. by a game. The Spurs were in the play-in at, Un- at the 10th seed. Yeah. Unbelievable 34 and stuff. 48. San Antonio was the 10th seed. So, I'm just saying, man. You get plus 30, you're knocking on the door. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You're knocking on the door. So, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll redact the statement. I will, I will put an addendum. I want from you that to statement. stick to your guns. I'm a little disappointed. I'm not really? going to lie. Well, fine then. F it, Justin. 41 and 41, seventh seed. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> there no, you I'm go. A... That, that's exactly what I wanted. No, there you go. no. I'm not going to do that's all that. That's what I'm so... in. That's what I'm in. There you go. I'll there keep you go. it. I'm going to keep it mainly at a. Yeah. I mean, 34 and 48 was like my sweet spot. But 37, I was like, man, I could push it. To... I feel like we could push it to 37. My belief behind the, the 37 wins is that you, you signed Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. The culture is obviously different now. Yeah. They're going to be tough wins. But then, GM, I thought about what you were just saying. Teams are going to try to lose. Teams on the bottom of the barrel are going to try to lose. They're not going to show it, but they're going to try to lose. I think the Rockets can probably take a good six or seven wins <laughs> From these terrible teams, at least. Uh, that's, that's certainly a possibility. The Rockets so, the Rockets will definitely be so trying. So if we have them at 29 or 30, plus 6 or 7 that are given to them, that's 37 wins, GM. And a play-in. True. So I stand where I stand on that. So you have him pegged at 29. With 29. Yeah, you had him pegged at 29. Mm-hmm. I have him pegged at 37 to 45. G- hey, y'all, y'all heard it first. If we end the season with 37 and 45, I will refer back to this day on October 17 on a Monday in 2022 that I was right. I am a soothsayer. We're bringing the episode right right in full circle. I'm a soothsayer. I'm a wizard. I'll throw a fireball in your face. Like, I will be all of that. GM, what are you most looking forward to for the season? Give me your top three things that you are just looking most forward to for this upcoming season. Like what are the three storylines in your opinion to look at to look for? Jalen Green is him and he will be him in year two. Uh the improvement will be there. We've seen it um throughout the preseason. The man is built for it. Um he's built the muscle. He's ready to take on that little extra damage in terms of impact. And the man's ready. And I think that we will see a vast improvement on uh, on his game. And we'll see that. Uh, the number two thing that I'm also looking forward to is Kevin Porter Jr., man. I want to see a lot from Kevin Porter Jr. I want to see the growth of his. And see him lead a group of men. You know, as a point guard, it's just like a quarterback, man. You're leading the charge, and he even said it himself during media day that he feels honored that his teammates trust him to lead, and I think it's a very humbling thing to say to uh, credit his teammates for that. Um, I'm ready to see it on the court, man. I'm really hopeful that he has grown. The man got paid. And the third piece I will say is, man, the dude with the dog in him, Tari Eason. The conundrum. Um, <laughs> I will have an article being posted tomorrow. Yeah, there it is. There's the, wow, you didn't even prep anybody for it. You just jumped right Well, forward. I mean, the thing about that is that one of the things that I talked about is not on the Woo! article. Uh, the Kevin Porter Jr. aspect of it is not one of my top five storylines because he is extended. So that is no longer a storyline. Oh my gosh, he's it doesn't exist. He is literally just bypassing. So I have an article coming out tomorrow that I totally wrote. All right, so let's continue to talk but about any, this. But anyways, um, the one thing that I will talk about that that from the article is Tari Eason conundrum. Whether he will get PT, whether he'll be in the rotation starting game one or not. I think that Tari Eason's got that dog in him and there's no way he won't be in that rotation. And I want to see the minutes that he gets. I want to see if he eventually takes over the starting spot as the starting three. It's a possibility. I think it's a long shot. But Tari Eason has shown time and time again that he is ready to take on the moment. And he's going to be the guy that's going to show not just the NBA world, but everybody, that he is the steal of this draft. And 
It might not shine in all of his numbers, but I promise you, it'll shine in other ways. You will see the extra pass. You will see the extra, um, the extra moves, the defensive hustle, you know, and because of all that, it's going to be an amazing and beautiful thing to watch. Are we just bypassing the fact that you just totally announced that you were written and written and you written an article guys, I'll put the plug in for him because my brother decides to be he's so tries to tries to be humble about it. Guys, the GM is putting out his first ever article on ApolloHOU.com. It's coming, guys. By the time that you are listening to this episode, if you are listening to this episode, we release this episode as early as 5 a.m. Give yourself a few more hours. It is going to be posted this morning. By the time you probably listen to this episode, the article will probably most likely already be out. So we'll go ahead and just announce it right here. The GM, his first ever article that he's ever written for Apollo HOU. I couldn't be prouder of you. I'm so excited to see uh, what what it is. Can we tell the people what it is? Are we? Did you kind of already tell the people what it is? Kind of did. It's yeah, just it's basically storyline for me. It's like the um, top storylines for the Houston Rockets for the upcoming season. And yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let, 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 I want everybody to you know. You, not everybody has to agree. It's just it's an opinion piece. I'm curious to see what everyone thinks. I'm very excited for it to be out. Um, this is a long time coming. This is something that we've spoken about, and well, you've wanted this for you've this has kind of been your dream, like to actually start like writing articles. Yeah, I mean, like, it's something been... certainly something to um, something that I have certainly wanted to be a part of, and something that another avenue informs to talk. Not just through this format of podcast, but also in form of my words through a publication. And shout out to Apollo HU. Thank you guys for giving uh, me this platform to be able to do this. So I think it's pretty awesome. I'm very excited about it. Um, look, I look forward to writing more articles for everybody to read. And whether you like my stuff or not, I it, it's cool. Just click on it. Yeah, you know, we can all use the clicks. I would love to see what everyone thinks. I mean, I, I'm curious to know if, whether people agree, whether people don't agree. Um, I, I, I just, I'm just very curious. But you know, I'm just very excited about this. I think it's going to be really awesome. And overall, just dude, <laughs> um, yeah, it's very humbling, humbling, humbling thing. Absolutely. So, GM, you, you just, you know, you alluded to all of this when I asked you that question. The three big storylines look forward in the season and I, 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 as you kind of gave yours I want to be able to give mine as well uh, before we wrap up here obviously the three storylines in my opinion to look at is guys number one it's Jabari Smith of course it's my I, son. I forgot you were going to mention Jabari Smith it's my but... son Jabari Smith Jr. guys what is he going to do what is he going to be <laughs> is he going to be everything I thought he's going to be is he going to be everything I didn't think he's going to be is he going to be better is he going to be worse that's a total lie. He's not going to be worse. He's Jabari <laughs> Smith. He's going to be absolutely fantastic. He can do anything good. He will do everything so, good. <laughs> I stand. I stand at a. I stand at a place where look. Number one, importance for me is Jabari Smith. All jokes aside, his development, what we're planning to see from him in year one, what, how are we going to be able to weave this guy into this lineup with his type of skill set, which in, which is supposed to fit in like a glove. We got to see it in game one against the Spurs of the preseason, and now we're going to get to see this in 82 games. He should be back by Wednesday. Oh, from all accounts, he's going to play Wednesday. Until we hear differently, he was on track to play Wednesday. So as of right now, he's set to play Wednesday in the opener. Uh, if they choose to sit him, if they're going to sit him, my best guess is they'll save him for the home opener on Friday. Mm-hmm. So if they choose to sit him. But he's pretty much there from all accounts. All the sources have said He's pretty much geared up and ready to go. He's been ramping up his exercises and stuff like that. So he's pretty much been good. Um, I just want us to be able to see how he can perform with this lineup. And more importantly, is he going to be rookie of the year? Is he going to be rookie of the year? Is he going to be that guy? In my opinion, he's rookie of the year. He's rookie of the year already. He's rookie of the year right now. Like, he's my rookie of the year. He's going to be my pick of rookie of the year. I think he's just going to be great. I have such a, a firm belief in him because I've seen these types of players and I know how successful they can be. So Jabari Smith Jr., obviously uh, point number one for storyline in the season. Point number two for storyline in the season has to be Alperin Shangoon. Um, where does Al P fall here as the center? Uh, he had a, his first game. He played fantastic. He played great, but not really so well at the latter stages of this of this preseason. 
which is four games, by the way. I'm not super high on LP, but I'm also not super low on LP. Like, I'm at a place where it's like, look, yo, I know what you are. You're not a great defensive player. You're not the most laterally quick guy. You're not very, you're, you're a little vertically inept. Like, but at the same time, you know, you're still our starting center. And he has so much skills, Jokic-type level skills and smarts and savvy that you don't expect from a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old. That's what Al P brings to the table in year two right out of the gate. So I want to see how he's going to I want to see how he's going to work. Is he are they going to stagger minutes with KPJ and Jalen because I know Al P kind of wants to more or less kind of be a funnel of the offense. He wants to be that trigger man who kind of sets everybody up in the middle like like I said before, the Jokic type offense. He wants to work the middle around the middle from the free throw line up or if he goes low, he wants to be in the post to be able to do, you know, quick cuts to the basket or make a quick post move for a bucket. That's Shangun's game. So I do want to see how he's going to be working alongside of a Jalen and a KPJ because that's that has been a topic of conversation amongst the fan base. How are we going to stagger these minutes with these guys and how are they ultimately going to work? Because they say that KPJ and Jalen need a pick and roll man, which is LP at the end of the day truly is not. He can be, but he's not a true um, pick and roll type guy. I would more or less use him as a Pau Gasol. I would love it because Kobe used to always call Pau for screens. And Powell more or less wouldn't, he would roll sometimes, but he would also just kind of pick and pop, pick and kind of, you know, a couple steps to the right, a couple steps to the left for a little midi, um, or a, um, or a pump fake mid, you know, to get the, to get the defender to jump and go straight to the basket for either a layup or a dunk. Um, you have that option. There's dozens of options that they can work with. So I'm excited to see how Steven Silas kind of weaves it in. And there you go. I just spoiled uh, storyline number three, Steven Silas in year three for storyline number three. How does Steven Silas work here in year three of his coaching tenure as a rocket? We need to see better. We need to see better plays run. We need to see better, so much better defense run, which has already been, you know, shored up by having, by having uh, Tari Eason, Jabari Smith, and actually shots actually bringing in Lionel Hollins. Lionel Hollins is a, is a great defensive coach. So to bring him in as well has obviously paid dividends already out of the gate. But this is a huge year for for Steven Silas. Is he going to be that? Is, is he going to be the coach that's going to instill this team and be the coach of the future as well for this for this Rockets team? Is he going to be there when this team makes that run? Is he going to be here when the team decides you know they're going to be contenders and they're going to start going for it? Playoff you know playoff experience and playoff appearances. Is he going to be that guy? So that's where my ultimate um, test lies here because year three is a very important year. This is the year where you kind of, you have to get out of the 20 win realm. You have to, you, as much as everyone wants to tank for Wemby, as much as everybody wants to tank for Scoot, I'm telling y'all right now, if they hover around 18 to 20, I'm telling y'all with these types of players and as, as they continue to develop and get older, this is going to continue to mark bad habits for them they cannot have they cannot afford another 20 win season they need to break out of it this year that's why me and the gm have a rather high average for them to end the season because that's where they need to be that in my opinion and i think the gm's opinion as well they need to be there 37 is a little high but i want to see them make some dramatic improvement to a degree these little tiny incremental improvements are I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get to a point now where it's like, no, we can't be seeing the tiny incremental improvements anymore, especially when a guy like Steven Silas has his um, extension coming up. So that's my three storylines. I'm ready for the season, Jim. You ready for the season? This is it, man. This is it. The Dude, games I, count. I'm ready. Wednesday can't come soon enough, man. The like I'm ready count. for the games count. Like I'm just so excited. This is what we've been, wait- we've been waiting for since, what, Kenny, the second week of April? Oh, since I got Jabari Smith, man. Since we got Jabari, yeah, I was ready for the season man. to start right there. I know you were, man. You were locked and loaded and ready. Um, I'm ready. You know, your San Diego Rockets jersey hasn't came in yet. It a lot of not. people are starting uh, to it's, receive it's delivered. It's delivered to the store, and uh, I'm debating a few things, which I will not say on air. But I'm debating a few things regarding that jersey, but I, I, will, I will mention that in the future. But, but yes, it's not, it has not arrived yet. It's supposed to arrive in store. That's uh, I had it. I wasn't gonna pay for the. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna pay for the delivery. Oh, so you have to do in-store pickup. I will do the in-store pickup oh, okay. when the time comes. Well, so, we will be there Friday. <laughs> hopefully, it's there. If it's not there, then I don't know. So, but as far we as we will know, be there the Monday after. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll be there the Monday after too. Uh, Filipino Heritage Night, and it's a perfect way to kind of plug here as we go towards the end of this episode. Yo, Filipino Heritage Night 
is coming up. We want to see all Rockets fans there, not just Filipinos. But obviously, if you're Filipino and you listen to our show and our podcast, I'll also go ahead and put this at the top of the episode as well. Um, but if you're here at the end, I'll go ahead and replug it one more time. Yo, you guys have to check out Filipino Heritage Night Monday, uh, October 24th against the Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson, Jalen Green, the only two Filipino-born players uh, that are in the NBA currently. This is such a such a big deal for the Filipino community, such a big deal for the Filipino fan base, and uh, really near and dear to me, myself, and the GM's heart. Uh, we would just love it if y'all could just show support. Don't have to be Filipino. Like this isn't just like Filipino only. No, like we want everybody to pack the house here. If you guys go right now, I went ahead and posted my my tweets. If you guys already have not seen it, go go find my tweet. It's there. Some at Summit Commish. Go find it. Um, you have a you have a straight link where you can uh, use the code word Filipino right now F I L I P I N O and you will be able to get your tickets at one a discounted rate two you'll get a Jalen Green you're guaranteed a Jalen Green giveaway jersey for that night very reminiscent of the PBA Shouts of the Philippine Basketball Association and of course point number three as to why you should get a ticket through there you will be offered a seat for a post-game Q&A with Jalen Green right after the game talking about his Filipino roots his Filipino culture it's going to be such a great night and we really want to see everybody uh, turn up show out for that um, for Jalen Green, you know, he's so he really reps the Philippines hard. So I know he'd appreciate it if everyone in Houston uh, showed out for that. So once again, the link is uh, is on my Twitter account. I'll probably end up I'll probably end up pinning it just so everyone can kind of have it. It'll be right there. Go straight. and Just touch. Just uh, hit the link. And you'll be able to type in Filipino. Tickets are still available. Tickets are available as of right now. So go get your tickets soon so you can get that Jalen Green giveaway jersey as well as a post-game Q&A with Jalen Green as well. So, GM, that's enough of my plugs. Oh, and I will give another shameless plug before we end here. The GM's first ever sports article is going to release by the time that this up, that this releases. So go be sure to check it out. Uh, ApolloHOU.com, I think, is the... I, I have to double-check. I know this is like... I'm that guy that isn't 100% sure. I'm that guy. So Apollo, Apollo HOU, be sure to check it out. He's going to be producing his first ever article. I'm, I'm so excited for him. Go read it. Yeah, ApolloHOU.com. Go read it. Go check it out. His opinion about the upcoming NBA season. I'm very proud of him. He's freaking killing the game right now. We're all killing it. We're doing big things here, and we're going to continue to do big things as we continue to set up for this NBA season. GM, let's go ahead and end the episode here. Put your plugs out so that people may know where to find us and anything else they need to see. Well, uh, thank you, Kenny, for that such uh, kind plug <laughs> of um, my stuff. But anyways, follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow my brother, my tag team partner on Twitter at Summit Commish. Follow the podcast at Summit S-O-M pod. Follow the Instagram for the podcast at Summit State of Mind underscore pod. Follow the team, the network at Apollo HOU and at Apollo NBA on all of our social media platforms. And again, we are ready for Wednesday. We'll see you in the building Friday. Let's go Strohs Wednesday and Thursday for game one and two as we'll be watching both games simultaneously on Wednesday. We'll be there for the home opener on Friday, and um, let's get this season started. Let's keep the playoff run going for the Astros. So go Strohs and go Rockets. Yeah, I couldn't have said that any better myself. And uh, you can also follow me as well on Twitter at Summit Commish. We appreciate each and every one of y'all's support. Episode 126 is officially closed in the books now. It's officially out here for y'all. Continue to support us. Continue to support the brand. Continue to support Apollo HOU, Apollo NBA. Continue to support the Houston Astros. And, of course, continue to support the hometown team, your team, my team, America's team, the Houston freaking Rockets. Season starts Wednesday, October 19th. We cannot wait. We're so ready to get started. Houston opens up against Atlanta. We're going to be here for it. We're going to watch it. We're definitely going to be recapping it as soon as it's over. We're so excited to get that out for y'all. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Have a good rest of your week. Go Astros and go Rockets. The Summit.